Hey there, 20-somethings. Welcome to I've Been There, a podcast full of conversations with real people sharing their real stories on how they got through the turbulent times of their 20s to help you get through yours. I'm your host, Nicole, also a 20-something who's undergone some serious life turbulence lately. Ready to get through those quarter-life crises? Let's dive on in. Welcome back, my 20-somethings, to another episode of the I've Been There podcast. I am so pumped and jazzed for our guest today. Her name is Annette Delarosa Oren, and she is such a gem. I'm like sitting here beaming, just, you know, chit-chatting with her before we hit record. She was my business and life coach in 2020, and she helped me start my business and she has just been such a light in my life. So I'm so excited to have her here today. So who is Annette Delarosa Oren? She is a certified life coach, business coach, speaker, and co-founder slash VP of a coaching partnerships platform called Cohere. And Cohere is an all-in-one coaching platform, like I said, that provides coaches and service providers with the tools, software, and coaching to launch and scale their online businesses. And in her coaching business and company, she specializes in helping coaches scale their online business through organic marketing systems and inner work. Welcome to the show, Annette. I am so excited, Nikki. This is such an honor. I'm so, so pumped to chat with your 20-something-year-old and just have a good time. Yay. Awesome. Yeah. Like I said, she was my coach in the past and um, she just, Annette has so many great things to say and so much great advice. So I knew I couldn't pass up bringing her on the show. Yeah, so, I'm so pumped. Yeah, as we dive in, do you want to give our listeners just a little overview of who you are? I know I just gave a little bit of a bio, but who you are and how you got to where you currently are in your life and in your career. Absolutely. So this is always such an interest, interesting question because ultimately when I read that question, I really thought to myself, I'm a soul having a human experience and I get to do all these fun things in life, like create businesses and create thriving relationships and really just create my dream life. But I really feel like my journey started really taking a different turn when I was in high school and I got introduced to The Secret. And many people know The Secret, the book The Secret. And that was one of like those transformative moments for me because before reading that book, I I felt like I was a really negative teenager, to be quite honest with you. I was very much like in my victim mindset. I remember, you know, my parents and my, my sibling at the time, they really had a strong bond together. And I always felt kind of like the black sheep of the family, just kind of like the outsider. And so when I got introduced to The Secret, actually, my mom gave me the book. And when I read it, it really just started to transform my mindset and really helped me see like what's possible when we really dedicate our thoughts and our vibration and our feelings and our actions to the direction of creating something that we actually want in our lives. So that was like a really big paradigm shift for me. And so uh, my life kind of started taking a turn after that. And I got into sports. I really excelled in sports. And I really just noticed that 
I felt really, really good just doing the things that I loved, which at the time was track and field and really kind of devoting, you know, spending more of my energy and my time on really creating better relationships. And so fast forward, I got into business. My first business was actually through, I became a personal trainer and I I had this big goal of being one of those fitness models and personal trainers who really wanted to be on the covers of magazines and all the things. And I got to actually accomplish all that, which is really cool. And I always say it was like the power of positive thinking, but not just positive thinking and law of attraction, but really putting in the, the action required to also become that person. And so for me, that was really one of those moments where I'm like, okay, this stuff actually works. You know, when you have a really clear goal, when you know what you want, and when you dedicate your time, your energy, your thoughts, your feelings, like you create these beautiful sacrifices, all that lead you in the direction of your intentions and your goals, anything is possible. And I truly believe that. And that really solidified that for me. And so ever since then, I feel like it's just kind of part of my being and part of my nature where I know that if there's something that I want, I go after it. And so I've created those kind of results in my own life through my relationships, through meeting, you know, the man of my dreams, through creating a business together. That was once a little seed of an idea where I I did have the thought of, you know, it'd be so cool to create something beyond like bigger than me that could really be something that's like a family legacy. I remember having those thoughts, right? And so it's been really cool over the years just to kind of see the pieces come together, the manifestations really come to life, but it obviously hasn't always been easy. And there's definitely been a ton of ups and downs through the journey as well. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just hearing her talk, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, she, <laughs> you were just like, you just have such a, just like a, a vibration coming off of you. You have so much gratitude coming out of you and it's, it's so refreshing. And I really just love what you said about, you know, you've done all of these awesome things in life and you see that. And I think sometimes in our twenties, it's hard for us to see all that we've done and all of the success that we've had and the happiness that we've had because we feel we always have this feeling and, and not all of us, but but most of us in our 20s of like, we you know, we're not where we need to be or we want to be. And like, we're just not there yet. And we kind of sit in this almost like self-loathing rather than saying, hey, look at all the stuff I've done so far. And like, I want it to just push me forward into the next chapter of doing even more. Absolutely. Do you have do you have any advice of just like stepping into that mindset a little bit more also? Totally. And I just want to share that I felt the same way when I was in my 20s. I mean, Mm. I feel I get lost in the years, but it was probably when I was around 25 that I actually, things were taking off for me. It was maybe 25 or 26, but regardless of the age, it was in my Mm twenties, things were starting to take, take off in my fitness career. And right when things started taking off, I had a really bad retinal detachment. And basically what that means is I almost went blind. I had to get this emergency surgery. So long story short, I had to move with my parents at the age of 25, 26. And I remember having those thoughts and those feelings of I'm such a failure. I can't believe I'm like living with my brother. I'm literally sleeping on his couch. 
Like what is going on? But I wasn't noticing all of the things that I had accomplished. I wasn't noticing like, wait a second. I just became an IFBB pro. I just won this big competition that I really trained my butt off for. And I, I'm getting all these opportunities to be on magazines. I wasn't noticing that. I was just noticing what wasn't working and the parts of my life that didn't feel like a heck yes, right? And so I think for everybody listening, I want you to really tune in to those things that create gratitude for the things that you do have and for the things that you have accomplished. And I know that it sounds cheesy and everybody says that and you might be like rolling your eyes and you might be thinking, yes, but it's like, I really want these other things. I promise you things are going to come together, but you have to feel gratitude for what you have so that things in your life can really fall into place. Um, And so I also really feel like everything happens for a reason. Now, looking back, I can connect the dots backwards. You can only connect the dots looking back. I can connect the dots and I can say, if I hadn't lived with my brother at the time, I would have never launched my own website because I wouldn't have had the time or I would have had all these distractions. If I hadn't lived with my brother at the time, I wouldn't have dated the person that led me to move to Phoenix, which then didn't end up being my future husband, but allowed me to meet my future husband in Phoenix. So like all of these things wouldn't have happened if I didn't have that little moment where it felt like a breakdown, but it was really just the beginning of a huge breakthrough. So I just want you to really feel into that. And whenever you're feeling like you're in those moments of of breaking down or you're feeling like things aren't working out, ask yourself how this could just be creating space for what's to come for you in the most beautiful way. And that's really like the mindset shift for me. It's like, it's never the end. If there, if it feels like you're starting from ground zero, what a beautiful opportunity because you've just opened a brand new door of opportunities and like you only get to go up from here. So I always like to remind myself that now too. Wow. I have chills. Yeah. I think (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's so true. It's just, it's so true. And I think it's so easy for us when we do get in those down moments to just kind of forget about it or lose sight of it. Or sometimes I know for me, I'm like, I'm just not going to be grateful today. Like I'm going to sulk in my pity so that because I just want to feel this way. And then it's like, okay, I had my 24 hours of like pittiness and then it's like time to get back into feeling great and everything. Our are there certain um, activities or routines that we can do to kind of step into some of that gratitude practice? Because there could be listeners who have never even heard of gratitude practice or aren't as familiar. So if it's something they want to tap into, what are some things that they could do? Okay. So I want to answer that. And I also want to just state something that helped me really just break through to so many different levels in life. Okay. And that is, you know, allow yourself to feel whatever it is that's coming through, but ultimately know that your feelings are visitors and they're not going to stay with you forever. So if you always think that you can only be grateful and not feel any other way, what it, what's causing is it's causing this expectation that isn't based on reality because we're on this human journey to feel. And sometimes we feel sad. Sometimes we feel angry. Sometimes we feel all of these things, but your feelings aren't you. 
And so I think separating ourselves from how we feel is important. And with that said, that's number one. Number two is really create the belief in your life. And this might sound a little bit different for you, but for me, the belief is that the universe always has my back. Mm -hmm. So that might sound for you like God is on my side or, you know, you know, I'm always protected, whatever that looks like for you. I always believe that no matter how I feel or how things are going, it's meant to be for whatever reason it is meant to be. And that really creates the sense of peace and gratitude for whatever's coming through because I'm like, oh, great. I might be feeling sad today just because I I need to shed something. Beautiful. Mm. Let's allow ourselves to feel sad, but it's not sulking in that. So really noticing when you are overindulging in your sadness or overindulging in your pity, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. there's definitely to bring it back to your question. There's definitely things that you can do. I feel like for me, it's always about movement Mm -hmm. because anytime we feel like our bodies are meant to move. So feelings move through our body, right? And so we need to move our bodies to constantly feel higher levels of vibrational feelings. And so for me, that looks like moving my body every day, even if it's just a 20 minute walk. Yeah. Or even if it's, Hey, I'm going to jump on my trampoline. I have this like little trampoline in my room and, you know, I'm going to jump on that and I'm just going to move. And when you move, I, I find at least that it really just allows me to like shift energy and it allows me to tap into gratitude or what I do want to create and what I do want to feel a lot easier when I allow my body to move. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my best practice. I mean, other practices that I love breath work is fantastic meditation just to really still the mind because most of the time if we're creating suffering, it's coming from our mind. hmm Right. And so when we make our mind just like really silence the mind and and bring it to a little bit more stillness, there's more room for gratitude to enter from that place. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of meditation, so my sister and I have started something and she learned this from the book um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, I believe is the author. And um, she read this part about how the author started meditating in her closet for like 10 minutes a day. And it just brought so much to the surface. So my sister and I started doing it. And I swear it has been life changing (laughs) because sometimes when I meditate and maybe this is um, also true for our listeners, but sometimes when I meditate, it's I don't find it boring, but and I know the whole purpose, like some of the some of the purpose of meditation is like you know, bringing you back to the focus. Like if our mindset is trailing off, the whole practice of meditation is bringing you back, bringing you back. It's training and exercising that mind mindset skill. But I don't know, for some reason, sometimes I get a little even more distracted or I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, my back's too straight. I don't know, all these things. But when we were sitting in the closet, like, I don't know if it was just because it was like, it's dark in there. Everything is completely blocked off. Like, so much has been coming to the surface for me. It has been mind blowing. And like in things, the closet. Yes, just sitting in my closet. <gasps> and I don't even like I don't have a walk in or anything. So, you know, I, I get in as far as I can. <laughs> but I yeah, I definitely think just the 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 darkness in there and just it it really in blocking it off. And it's also more soundproof because there's clothes in there. So it really just I, and almost also like 
I tell myself I'm going to sit with my thoughts rather than Mm -hmm. trying to push all of the thoughts out. I'm like, I'm going to sit here and just like let them come up and like whatever comes up, I'm going to let happen. And it has honestly been so helpful these last few weeks. These last few weeks have been very difficult and challenging and it's been really good. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I love that. And I love what you said about, it's not, it's not about removing our thoughts. I used Mm -hmm. to think that too, when I started meditating, but it's really just about becoming aware of like what's going on in our mind. So we can start seeing it. It's almost like it becomes like you're watching a movie versus you're being the movie. So you're being reactive when you're feeling challenged. You're just like, Oh, there's challenging thoughts coming Mm -hmm. through my mind. I'm yeah. not those thoughts. I can get to just observe them. Right. Yeah. So crazy. That's a great tool right there. I'm totally going to start meditating <laughs> in my closet. Yeah. Because, that. Yeah. Good. I can't wait to hear about it. I think they're like, at least some of like my friends too. And so I'm going to just assume that some of our listeners are like, oh, meditation, like, you know, sometimes it gets a bad rap if you've never tapped into it, but you know, maybe that can be a, a different way for some of our listeners and with the exercise too, definitely, I also feel that when I lift weights, I'm like pushing energy out of me. Like I'm like, I need to do that either the beginning of the day or end of the day to like, just get it all out. Um, so that that's, that's great advice for our listeners. Heck yes. And one little last thing for everybody listening is I just want you to know that whatever you feel It's known by science, and you can look this up, Google it, that feelings literally only live in your body for 90 seconds if you allow yourself to feel it fully. The only reason feelings stay stick with us longer, like negative feelings, let's just say like, you know, sadness or anger, the only reason they stay with us longer is because we're resisting feeling them. Uh, so if you I just feel that yourself, right? So if you literally just like, let's say you're feeling angry and you're like, I am just going to let myself feel anger for 90 seconds, whatever that looks like after 90 seconds, you're clear of it. You've like now moved it through your body. So I just want to share that for everyone who is maybe, you know, stuck in some of those patterns of like, I'm feeling challenged. I'm feeling challenged. Like allow yourself to be challenged, like rage on the page, like write it all out. Mm-hmm. Right. And just really get it out of your system. I think that's so key. Wow. That's really powerful to, to hear that. Um, because I think there are times where we will continue to dwell on those feelings and that ends up resulting in anxiety and frustration and, and all the, all of the things. So that's also very powerful. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Just being with whatever comes through, like bringing love and presence to it is so, so powerful. Yeah. We we talked about some of these things that are going on with some of our listeners and what some things that we could, could be doing. Are there any major obstacles that you see current 20 somethings going through um, right now? Just, you know, things that you might observe. I feel like number one is like lack of acceptance and that might look like, you know, not accepting where you currently are in your life. And what I mean by that is you're resisting what is like, let's say you just moved in with your parents and you're like, Oh, I really like, shouldn't be here. I wish I was here. I wish I was there. I wish I was doing that. I wish I was comparing, you know, you're comparing yourself to all these other people and you're shooting all over yourself Hmm. versus really acknowledging 
right? Where you are. So no shutting yourself. That's number one is I noticed that I think in my twenties, I shouldn't all over myself. <laughs> I love that phrase. <laughs> right. I literally shouldn't all over myself. And I also cared so much what people thought of me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that resonates with anybody listening, but I also think there's a sense of just, you know, like nobody actually cares as much about you or your life like you think they do. I promise you. And if they do, here's the thing. If somebody is judging you, they're actually just projection, projecting something onto you. So there might be a part of you that is triggering to them. Maybe it's activating something in them. It has nothing to do with you is what I mean. To keep it super simple, people judging you has absolutely nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with what they may be going through personally or in their own lives. And they're now just simply projecting that onto you. Mm -hmm. So I think that brought a lot of peace for me, especially I feel like once I got into my thirties, I'm like, I don't even care anymore. Like I I really don't care what anybody's thinking of me. I mean, for the most part, right. Because I just, I just think, I don't know. You just kind of like, you just stop caring Mm -hmm. and you also stop shooting yourself because you're like, well, this is my life. Like I get to just enjoy it for what it is now. Yeah. Do you think a lot of that shooting and comparing has a lot to do with social media? I do. I think there, I mean, I I can only imagine what it's like for, you know, teenagers now who have TikTok and all these things. I did not have TikTok. I didn't have Instagram until probably my mid twenties, I would say. So I do think a lot of it has to do with Instagram. And I think we get to just be way more conscious of it. So that when we notice we're comparing ourselves, we can just be conscious about it. And we can Mm -hmm. be like, Oh, I'm comparing my life to this person's life. What is it about them that I really admire? Mm. Oh, I admire that they have a great relationship. Beautiful. Let me remind myself that I get to create a great relationship in my life too. Because if I could see it, I could also create it. It doesn't have to look exactly like that person's, but I can also create it and I value good relationships. So I like to use social media in that way. If I ever notice that I'm comparing myself, it's like, hmm, what do I wish I had? What am I seeing in this person that I wish I had? And I just use it as a reminder of like, oh, beautiful. I am inspired that they've created so much abundance in one month or whatever it is, right? That means that I get to create that too if I really want that. Wow. That is such a powerful reminder. I think that really comes down to being mindful because when we are scrolling, sometimes we we just scroll and scroll and scroll and we're not being mindful. We're not setting boundaries. And we it's probably easier to fall into that trap of continuing to scroll and then seeing, oh, so-and-so is doing this or so-and-so has this new car or like so-and-so looks so happy in this relationship. And then like, then you're just continuing. And then like, what, 20 minutes has gone by and you're like, oh my goodness, like, you know, it's middle of the workday or like, Maybe you were eating a sandwich while you were scrolling. You don't even remember what your sandwich tastes like. Like, I feel like we've all been there. 100%. I love that that perception shift that you mentioned when you are going through social media. And it's rather than being jealous or telling yourself you should have these things or whatever it is that you're looking at, it's more of, well, I can make that an opportunity if I choose or 
I do admire so-and-so for her dress. Like her, she looks great. And like, I look great too. So like, gonna like it and move on with the rest of my day rather than being like, oh, wow, she looks so great. Like my body sucks. And like, you know, I'm never gonna have that, right? Totally. Yeah, because whenever we compare, if, if there's any negative thought going on, like, oh my gosh, she looks so good. This, this means I don't look good. Notice those thoughts because- that isn't based on reality. That is literally mm-hmm. just your ego. It's just fear. It's creating this sense of distorted reality, right? So definitely be mindful of that. And I will say also like treat your social media as a vision board. Like if you don't like following somebody or they just like, there's yeah. something you don't like seeing you can click unfollow or you can mute people. You can just mute people. Mm-hmm. If you don't want them to know you don't follow them. You could just mute them and you don't have to see any other content, but you are responsible for who you follow because yeah. it's up to you. That's right? so make sure you're curating this experience that you want to see versus just going on there and being like, oh, this sucks. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, it all comes down to that, that mindfulness component because I know I've been there. I've been there before in terms of, you know, just starting to see all these crazy things pop up on my Instagram feed or whatever platform it is. And just being like, this is like, it doesn't make me feel good. Like, I don't want to be seeing whatever the case is. Or like, honestly, there's a lot of people on social media these days show revealing a lot of their body and you know sometimes I'm just like that's like not what I want to see <laughs> all the time so like so, like I'm, you go girl but I just don't want to see it <laughs> I just yeah it's just like not something I like and especially if I'm like scrolling through and someone's near me that's not <laughs> I want popping up but I think there's like a lot of times especially if it's people we know we start to like feel bad for them unfollowing or we feel bad if we think they're going to find out and they're they're going to you know be upset or whatever it is and it's just like yeah like i i get that but like you said if it's not supporting you or if it's not feeling good to you mentally and you find yourself feeling like pretty low after scrolling, scrolling through social media it's totally okay to reevaluate your followers it's it's Absolutely. not the end of the world Yeah. And remember that the algorithm is just showing you more of what you're already looking Mm -hmm. at. So treat it as a vision board and really start cultivating, start searching for things that you want to see. And, you know, eventually your social media feed can, can be something that you actually feel inspired by or that you're excited by. It doesn't have to be draining at all. Absolutely. Otherwise, it's just like self-sabotage, right? Yeah, absolutely. What an interesting world we live in right now. It's very interesting. And I also, I'm very aware. I want to be even better at this, but I want to have more days where I'm not even on my phone at all. Yep. It's like that to me is living like those days where you just forget to check your phone because you're just living your life. Mm -hmm. Those are the best days too. And so also remember that social media, most of it isn't real. We're just going on there and we are literally creating one little snapshot which is maybe the best snapshot of our entire day or entire like past week. Right. And so it's not like people, even if it looks real, it's usually very curated. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any advice? Yeah. Do you have any advice for setting boundaries with social media or just even just things that don't align or distract us from having those best days? 
My favorite one of all is to just leave your phone at home more often. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if that's like safe for you, I do it often like on the weekends where I'll even actually last night, I went on a drive with my husband and we were going to go grab something for dinner. And I was like, I'm just going to leave my phone at home. Like I don't actually need my phone for anything. So I think it's just about being mindful of those moments. And for, for me, I mean, realistically, I think most of us, if we have our phone near us, our finger is just going to randomly scroll through yep. and click on social media. So delete the app, put your phone in a different room. Like people aren't calling you 24 seven for you to like really need your phone right next to you. Absolutely. So I do this with work, especially as I'll just literally leave my phone upstairs so that I'm not even distracted. Do I do the thing? exact same thing. Yeah. Ah, and that way you can actually get into a flow and like a focused hour of productivity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I want to dive in real quick to Cohere. Um, As I talked about it in the beginning, it is an online coaching platform. And it's just so crazy. I see your social posts, uh, like just about it and all the masterminds you're hosting and the other coaches you're having speak and everything. It's so crazy to me because I was there when like Cohere was first born and I see it now and I'm like, oh, this is just, it's just so awesome and powerful to see like how it is grown and expanded. Um, so (laughs) yeah, of course. Um, you know, what, what inspired you and your husband, Paul to create that app, um, and, and really just manifest that. Yeah. So I'll share a little bit of our background. And I actually take a lot less credit. And my husband's really kind of the visionary behind Cohere, but it did start with him really seeing first, first and foremost, my husband's been in tech for over 10 years. And he's also been around a lot of coaches in his life. His sister's a coach, his mom's a coach, his wife's a coach. So like coaches are just running in this family. Okay. And so when I was transitioning my business, I've had a lot of pivots in my life. I was transitioning from life coaching to more business coaching. That's probably right around the time we met Nikki. Right around that time, he started noticing that I was using so many different systems online just to make my business run. So I was like emailing clients and then invoicing clients on a different platform. And it was just super scattered. And he, he always likes to say this. And I like to admit that I was super overwhelmed. And that's something that I struggle with is like not getting as overwhelmed with a million different things. So I really just started to streamline my business more and more and more and like really looking at how can I make things run smoother? And so at the time he was like, I'm surprised there's no app out there that really makes it easy for online coaches to run a coaching business online. And at the time, there was really nothing super cohesive that brought it all together. And so that's really where the idea of Cohere was born. And with his tech background, he went into development. We really kind of grew our team there. And last year, we really started kind of going all in on our marketing strategies and slowly but surely we are here and we're growing and we are just really excited for what we're creating and the impact we're making in coaches lives and more even more importantly all the lives that coaches get to impact through having a streamlined solution for their online business yeah that's amazing do you have any quick advice for any of those who are in their 20s looking to start a business or something similar 
Absolutely. Like first and foremost, if you have that drive, I feel like I always had the entrepreneurial spirit. I don't know if anybody listening can relate, but I mean, even growing up, I was like that kid that was selling lemonade and I was creating like really cool bows and selling them at school. And I was selling candy in my neighborhood. Like I was an entrepreneur my whole life. So I always had that spirit and I would really just encourage anyone who has that thought or wants to be a business owner to ask yourself why for me, it was always about like freedom and creativity. Like, I feel like I could just create so many different things and products that really help people. So those are two, and those are two of my core values. So know your core values and know what type of business is really going to fulfill you and your core values. Because not all businesses are going to, mm-hmm. right? So once you know your core values, you can create a business that helps you align with those core values. So if one of your values is freedom, maybe you're not going to create a brick and mortar business because guess what? You're going to be in that brick and mortar business every single day. You're not going to be able to travel whenever you want, like all these other things. So you always want to think about how your business ideas or your, your businesses that you're creating are aligning with ultimately helping you create your best life. And your best life is all about what you value. Yeah. So I always like to start start there. Yeah. The and I think values. I think sometimes in our 20s, we might not know what our values are <laughs> entirely because throughout life, they are going to change, right? So I, I would just recommend is looking up a list of values <laughs> online. They're all there. Because I've had some friends in the past, I would ask them, hey, like, what are your values? And they were like, what are values? Like, what does that mean? What does that look like? Like, yeah, we we get the term, but like when it actually comes down to identifying it and who you are in your life and then applying it, it it can it can be a little confusing. It can feel overwhelming for sure. I totally get that. Yeah, absolutely. And so that would be like my first recommendation. And then I remember when I first started working with you in the business mastermind, you had us take the Enneagram personality test. I was just thinking that. <laughs> yep. That's a great place to start. For I sure. love that. And there's so many resources, especially on Instagram. Like there's actual Enneagram coaches and Enneagram just like advice givers on the personality types. So you might be able to explain Enneagrams a little bit better if you, if you may. We can totally dive into it. So Enneagram is basically like a personality typology system Mm -hmm. where it basically helps you really just understand yourself. It's like a self-awareness tool. And I always like to remind people like searching, you know, your Enneagram or any personality test it does, it's never going to give you like the truth of who you are in all the ways. So don't box yourself into that, but use it as a tool. And I do think it's super helpful to start going through different personality tests. I love Myers-Briggs. I love the Enneagram. Um, a more like business side one is called the the Gallup test. Yeah. All of these are really, really great because they're going to help you determine what your strengths are, your innate strengths, your core desires, your core fears, and even your areas of opportunity, like your weaknesses, Mm -hmm. or I like to call them areas of opportunity. And that way you can just start to understand yourself. So you can create a life and a business that is literally aligned with your strengths and the things that you love. 
Like why make it difficult? Let's, instead of trying to be super good at something that doesn't come naturally to you, how can you just cultivate your gifts and create a business around that? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I love when what you said just about tapping into like what you love and what you're good at, because mm-hmm. we also did that when we started working together, because when I was starting my marketing business, I wanted to do all of the things and I wanted to do all of the things that like, I really wasn't even qualified for like designing a website. That's just not my thing. But I felt I had to do everything that even like involved marketing to like be successful. And I wasn't aware of like, that's great. You want to have the the um, the drive, but what's going to bring you success is what you love and what you're good at. So I think tapping into that too is is major major key. Not only so that like you're not, you know, doing what's best for you, but like also not overexerting yourself trying to make something work if it's not really in your wheelhouse. Absolutely. Yeah. And I try, you know, like now that I have the awareness of the areas that I'm not good at, I not naturally good at, at least Mm -hmm. I can look back at certain jobs that I had and I'm like, no wonder I hated that. I was (laughs) good at that. You know what I mean? And it's like, no wonder it was so hard to sell at that. It didn't come naturally to me. So it's just, it's going to make your life so much easier and just more fun if you're focusing on areas that you love and in your strengths, in your, that wheelhouse of strengths. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I have one last question for you as we wrap up here today. What is your best piece of advice for our 20-somethings that you wish that you had in your 20s? Mm, what came through was self-acceptance. Mm, that's, uh, Nett, that's so crazy. That was the first word I wrote down. <laughs> really? I we were talking. That, <gasps> that came up for me too. So yeah. Wow. Acceptance. Like oh, instead yeah. of thinking yep. that the grass is greener somewhere else, or if you were only this, or you were only that, then you'll be okay. Or once you land that dream job, all of a sudden you're going to be happy. Or once you meet your dream partner, like, no, let's just bring it back to the present moment. And let's just fully and authentically accept yourself for who you are today. You're going to evolve. You're going to reinvent yourself a million times over and over again. There's going to be downs. There's going to be ups. Like there's going to be all the things. Mm -hmm. And the more we can accept ourselves and acceptance doesn't mean complacency. It just means that you're fully owning who you are right now. The more you can accept yourself, the more you can ride through all of the waves of life with so much more ease and grace, because you just, you know, that you've got yourself no matter what. And I love it. And that's all you need. And then from that place, you're going to be so much more like less attached that you're naturally going to create everything that you want because you're not expecting something in order to feel a certain way. You just already are feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Just from who you are. Something that came up for me in my closet meditation last night was, and I don't even know where it came from. It just, it, it came up for me because it was meant to come up for me. Right. It was, it, you know, the universe was trying to remind me and it was, no one is going to lift me up in the way that I need to be other than myself. Absolutely. There are so many beautiful. (laughs) I like would surprise myself. And it was like at the end of my timer, I was like, oh, wow, that was that was pretty intense because lately I've just been feeling like, 
you know, I need so-and-so to do this for me so like I can feel X, Y, and Z, or like I need the situation to be this so that I can feel X, Y, and Z rather than accepting where I'm at, accepting who I am and accepting like some of the situations that I'm in, whether they're good or bad. Um, so really, really powerful stuff in that. Thank you. Can I end with one last thing? Yes, please. It may or may not land for people, but this was like a really big shift for me. And this just came through in the past year. Okay. So, and again, it may land for you. It may not, but what if you started seeing yourself and I'm just going to use Nikki as an example. What if you started seeing yourself? So like, you know, we, we have a soul or we are a soul and you started seeing your human side, Nikki, as a person that you get to take care of your entire life. Boom. And you're literally just doing everything you can for Nikki. Everything you can. Like you're the caretaker of Nikki. You're Nikki's best friend. Like your soul is, right? And so you've got you. And so whenever you can even talk to yourself and be like, hey, Nikki, like, what do we want to do today? (laughs) And it's like, what are you feeling? Let's journal it out. Like you're literally your best friend your entire life. So if you walk throughout your life from that place, you naturally bring self-acceptance because you're bringing that piece of just like love and and caring, right? So Mm. I hope that lands for someone (laughs) that that wasn't too far out there. (laughs) (laughs) Sink on it, meditate on it, get in the closet and think about what Annette just said. Get in the closet (laughs) and be like, hmm, am I really taking care of whatever your name is my entire life? Yes. I like, I love to say that like, hey, Annette, like I've got you. Talk to yourself, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, hey, Annette, Mickey, I've got you. Let's have a good day today. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I hope this was helpful for someone. If it was, make sure to tag us. I love connecting with people on Instagram and just if something landed for you. Yeah, absolutely. That was going to be my next question was how can our listeners get in contact with you and work with you? Yeah. So the best way is Instagram. I love hanging out there. I mean, I'm probably there almost every day (laughs) unless I'm taking a little uh, digital detox, but my Instagram handle is Annette, A-N-E-T-T-E, Sky, S-K-Y-E. And my last name is Oran. So O-R-A-N. So follow me on there, tag me and Nikki and tag the podcast as well. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, thank you. And I'll put all of that information in the show notes. I'll also put Cohere Live in the show notes, um, her coaching platform. And yeah, oh my gosh, thank you so much, Annette. This was such a resonating and powerful uh, conversation here with you today. And I just hope our listeners also felt the same way. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. And thank you for your inspiration. Much love. Much love. Thank you, Nikki. 